five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. There's my Dilbert dolls over there. And we're going to be talking about personalization today and B2B versus B2C segmentation. But before we do, I want to just talk about a book I read yesterday. It's a very, very quick read. And um, it's by David Baer and Kendall Cook. He goes by Ken, okay, mostly. But anyway, it's called Start With Strategy. And um, I marked it all up, as usual, right? Because it's a PDF and it's available free. And I'll put the link in the, in the comments below. Um, and it, if, you're a, if you're, you know, trying to run an ad agency or trying to work with clients, um, you know, at almost any level, <laughs> almost any level, it's really a good read. Um, I sent it to my, my style consultant yesterday and said, you really need to read this. I wish I would have had this 30 or 40 years ago when I started as a consultant because it really, it not only does it illustrate the problems that we have with marketing in general, where almost every article you read, almost every pitch you hear is for the next shiny object and the next thing that's going to be a silver bullet and, and revolutionize your company. And this book really, not it doesn't just say listen to your cu customer first or listen to your client first. It explains the questions you should ask and it really, um, it gives you tracks to run on. Uh, and I highly recommend it. And I'm in a I'm in a roundtable or a I guess, I guess it's a networking group, but a lot of times it's the same people. <laughs> so uh, I cause trouble in there. Uh, David says I'm I'm a contrarian. I think he says, <laughs> although too often I agree with him, so I'm not that contrary, I guess. Um, so I just wanted to put a plug in for that book, and I don't know if I should put it in the show notes. Uh, I guess I'll ask him if he wants it there. I, I can't, but I'll put a link to it anyway. Um, okay, so I ran across, I was looking up uh, RFM articles that mention RFM, and and when I first searched, nothing came up, and that was partly because I searched for one day. <laughs> in the most recent day, there were no RFM articles that I could find. Um, but in the last week, I found several. So I brought this one up that was written actually by uh, by LinkedIn marketing, it said, but at the bottom, it said, this was generated by AI. Is it helpful? And, you know, that was kind of a spoiler alert. Once I'd read that and I said, sort of, I said, absolutely not. And then they asked me why, and, uh, I'll show you why. And I found this to be a consistent tell in AI generated content. How do you segment and target B2B customers versus B2C customers? There's three phrases in there. Segment and target, B2B customers, B2C customers. It's repeated over and over. Segment targeting, business to business or consumer. Segment and target seg customers versus B2B, B2C customers. B2B versus B2B segmentation, B2B segmentation, B2C segmentation, B2B segmentation. If I were to write this art, an article like this, I would never repeat the same words, you know, 12, 14 times in, in one paragraph, much less one sentence, okay? Um, and, uh, you know, there was a time before everybody was doing modeling, automated modeling, 
poorly. I might have been the the the, the uh, I might have been the most prolific business to business uh, machine learning modeler in the world, probably likely, um, because well, I'd given speeches about how it wouldn't be possible. I'd given speeches about how cluster analysis of business to business wouldn't be possible. I'd given uh, I I'd, I'd said in 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 national forums that uh, demographics wouldn't apply to business to business. And that's the way this starts out, right on the same page with me. And, you know, I, I stuck with that until I didn't. Okay, why? Well, I was working with the Mutual Group, which, was, which is one of the biggest health insurance companies in Canada. And uh, they also had a U.S. division, and a friend of mine was president, and he kind of said, you know, could you take a, a look at our company? I had worked for him when he was president of Blue Cross Blue Shield Wisconsin. I had done a lot of work for other, uh, other Blue Crosses around the country, and mostly their sales was, you know, they, they were selling to business to business, okay? They were selling health insurance packages to businesses, for their employees okay and so that's what I did and but for the mutual group we actually did some modeling and um, and Debbie one of the one of the managers there said have you ever tried throwing in demographics into a model a business to business model and I said no I just don't believe it's possible and she said well what don't you have them I said oh yeah we got a couple of hundred she said well why don't you just tag them on there and see what happens I said Good point. There's no downside to it. It costs us nothing. And so we did that, and we threw them in the model, and guess what we found? We found that businesses of a feather flock together. <laughs> that demographics apply maybe more to business to business than they do to consumer. And there's a big, big reason for that. There's two kinds of businesses, if you want to segment. This is probably more valuable than this entire article. There's two kinds of businesses. One kind of business is dependent on their local market. Okay? It's not a surprise if you've, you know, if you like to go to different kinds of restaurants, for example, uh, that the hoity toity restaurants, we have a couple of hoity toity restaurants in my little town, which used to be out in the country, but now it's kind of fringe suburban. Mac mansions are going up everywhere. And we have these very, very fancy steakhouses and all kinds of cuisine. Uh, we have a couple of Chinese restaurants, a couple of, you know, but a lot of different restaurants in my little town. It's mostly a restaurant town. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I've also gone, you know, I did work for a guy who had a barbecue. Uh, I don't remember, remember how I met him. I think it was from through CBMC. But anyway, he called up and he said, could you help me with my marketing? So I said, well, you got to take me to lunch. And he said, he said, oh, yeah, I've got a great place for lunch. He took me to this barbecue place in what, what I would consider the inner city of Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I didn't grow up in Milwaukee, so I don't know hardly one, one neighborhood from another. But, uh, but I was the only white guy in there and great barbecue, just super great barbecue. I loved it. And we helped him out. We gave him some ideas. Um, but... You know, the, the, the restaurants are tied quite a bit to their local community, right? They have to have repeat business from their local community. And word gets around. And uh, so, you know, the, 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 you can tell the demographic. You can tell the, you can tell the market. 
thereafter. And that doesn't mean there can't be variation within uh, a town or a, a geography, but there is definitely uh, there is definitely uh, differences, right? Um, you know, the gas stations, some of the gas stations I go to have bulletproof glass. You shove them in here, whatever. And some of them don't. And so local geography does determine things about a business, right? The other, the other kind of business, second kind of business, is a business that can be anywhere it wants. You know, I remember going out to Land's End when it was, you know, pretty long time ago, probably the 80s still, and uh, worked on some projects with them out there in Dodgeville. And it was cornfields, pretty much cornfields and cattle all the way out to Dodgeville. And you came over a hill and there was cornfields on the left and, and Land's End was out on the right, in a, in a, essentially in a cornfield. And um, why is Land's End there? You know, why isn't it in a metro area? Well, because Gary Comer liked Dodgeville. I mean, I went to its original store on Milwaukee Avenue uh, down in Chicago. And, um, you know, that's, I think, where Gary was from. But he liked vacationing up in Wisconsin. And so he decided that, you know, there were uh, solid, hardworking people in Wisconsin. They had a neutral accent. We think we do, but, of course, we don't. And, uh, and you know, a somewhat seasonal business. Lands in fourth quarter is usually one of their best. And so a lot of the uh, the farm wives, you know, would love to do some part-time phone work, you know, on the phone or staff the staff the warehouse or something like that. And so he had a good workforce, well-educated, um, but friendly, super friendly. And so he put his business there. And a lot of catalog companies are out in the country. You know, New Skis is, I don't know. Where is Newskies? It's up in northern Wisconsin. I keep meaning to go visit, uh, but uh, but a lot of them are are in you know um, Dana Dana at uh, at Plow and Hearth you know laments that he's in the middle of nowhere and it's hard to attract really top notch marketing people to the, that kind of area, and so he's done a lot more uh, hybrid work scheduling and that sort of thing uh we talk about that we talk about that with a lot of catalogers and newskis was in there too and they you know they said that they've done a lot of a lot of they've had a lot of creativity around hiring because they're in the middle of nowhere colony you know uh monroe wisconsin you know it's a great place uh silver star is in oshkosh or uh appleton i guess i've been up there a couple of times is it oshkosh or appleton i don't know it's up there North, North, Northeast Wisconsin. And so, uh, but then you think about it and I, you know, when I went to White Plains, IBM was there, Coca-Cola was there. Uh, a lot of big corporate headquarters were there. Same thing with like Plano, Texas, a lot of, and, uh, and, uh, a lot of corporate headquarters were there. Why? Well, because they're where the owner wants them to be. Right. And guess what? The schools matter. The demographics matter. The access to travel, it matters. Other amenities matter. And so both cases where they're locally geographically linked or they're not, the demographics matter. So think about that. And they work in modeling. So if you're doing modeling, throw the demographics in the B2B. Contrary to this article, but I think they've just given you way more value than this article had. Uh, it just goes on and on and on about the tried and true um, 
myths in this and uh it's just a, it's just a horrible article <laughs> ai generated thank you i'm glad they told me okay so um i also wanted to talk about i did a little survey asking how many impressions you get and uh a third were less than 300 on average and 60 percent were 300 to a thousand i get usually around 400 um and sometimes well this one this one interestingly pulled 1300 impressions 1300 oh it won't highlight that's right uh which is a lot and it was over a thousand in one in one or two days it just went right up um there's you notice there's there was one respondent who had we only got 10 responses, but we got a thousand impressions, which says to me that impressions are fairly meaningless to look at. So I'm going to do another another survey and ask if you think impressions matter at all, because I have a hard time finding out. There doesn't seem to be a strong correlation between the number of comments, uh, or or whether there's an image or whether there isn't. Uh, I'm frankly dumbfounded by the images but anyway but i wrote to brian god and i said hey uh could you could you enter my poll and he's so he he checked ten thousand plus and then i said well i was hoping you would chime in a little bit and so he sent me his <laughs> he sent me his recent views and i don't know why he gets to see views and i only get to see impressions maybe he's a blue check or something but um his views in the last 90 days, his views <laughs> are 97 million. You know, I remember when I was trying to catch up with Brian in the number of in the number of followers, he really, really encouraged me, and he's been trying to help me uh, with appreciating my own value to the world. So I have nothing but positive, great things to say. Brian tirelessly helps everybody he can. Uh, look at this number of likes, 500,000 likes in the last 90 days. <laughs> uh, so that gives you something to shoot for. He he ruined my, my stats on my survey. But I'll be doing another survey because they get so darn many impressions. Okay, and here's another questionable article, uh, <laughs> I would say. And it asks, what is the, what, uh, how can you, how can you best, do personalization and I actually looked up the the definition of personal personalization in American Heritage Dictionary and it says to render personal rather than impersonal or purely professional to make or alter so as to meet individual needs inclinations or specifications and to have printed engraved or monogrammed with one's initials <laughs> okay and so that's the definition up there I had to do that because I couldn't make a make a bit of sense out of this but it's the typical marketing tripe you know personalization is now the the uh the buzzword that everyone has to use personal personalized marketing campaigns have become essential for today's businesses to attract <laughs> attract and retain customers some of this is based on a survey that said that customers agreed that they were more interested in an ad that was relevant to their needs than an ad that wasn't it's like if i've ever heard of a tautological truth that's one <laughs> gee you look older than yesterday today yes i am it's like of course i'm if i'm not interested in an ad it's less interesting to me 
right? But that doesn't mean you're going to know what I'm interested in or even that I'm going to know what I'm interested in. And I've been bounding on this. There's a couple of great articles in the archives about how impossible true, uh, <laughs> personalization is. It says, truly, however, truly personalizing a campaign in an efficient way. What do you mean an efficient way? Pers I think of personalized as, as talking with you, you know, on the phone, maybe Zoom, maybe in person over coffee. That's probably the most personal interaction you get talking over a meal, right? Everything else is less and less and less. Chat on LinkedIn, less, right? Messages, email, personally handwritten notes, maybe more. You know, there's a spectrum in there. But I don't think, you know, the old definition of marketing is like find a parade and run to the front. I mean, it's I, I've defined marketing as a group of people you can essentially say the same thing to and be somewhat you know, relevant. I think that's a fair definition, and I think that's efficient if you think about it that way. No one seems to want to. Everyone seems to want one-to-one. -one. So we marketers must find a way to tailor their campaigns to each individual's unique needs and preferences. You can ask them what they are, but you can't do it at scale, not very well. Plus, people don't know. Focus groups are rife with stories of people telling you lies. We tell ourselves lies, you know. I'm thinking about a new car. What'll it be? No idea. Well, I got some ideas. When will it be? No idea. Okay. Anyway, I don't know my needs. And so artificial intelligence is going to fix that fast and at scale. And I, I, I understand leveraging variables such as city, title, city, company name, and other details to vary your copy from one version to the next. Is that personal? Not in my book, okay? Timing, is that personal? No. Host voicing your ads, that's totally mass media. That was the first, one of the first types of camp, of, of uh, commercials on radio. You know, the show, dr radio drama would, would pause and one of the key actors would read your commercial. I think it was even banned for, for children's ads or something like that back in the 30s keep as many details as possible in their crm now i can tell you that with all of the details i know about me i still i still can't predict me sorry i can't you know i i've had a couple of things i've been meaning to buy for a couple of weeks in my thing i'll probably buy something today that is completely uh, <laughs> news to me okay Remember your goal. I don't know how a goal translates into individualized personalization. Taking more time to personalize campaigns. We'll use this one. This is a good one because this is from my, my friend Mike Gunderson. And I teased him a little bit yesterday because I was on the LinkedIn phone app and up came a huge QR code. And it was from Mike. It was like, click this QR code. How do I click a QR code on a phone? I don't think there's a way. There ought to be a way, but there there doesn't seem to be. You have to be off your phone to use your phone to click the QR code. So how do you do that? Well, you include a, a URL, a hot link, in your, in your message along with your QR code. Always put both. So if I'm on my phone, I can just tap that. Away we go. But anyway, so I teased him about that yesterday, and I haven't heard back from him. I hope he was. I hope you're not upset, Mike. I didn't mean to. I, I just was trying to help. 
in a probably crude and inappropriate way. So dynamic content uh, allows you to personalize the message and imagery in your direct mail piece. And we talked about that yesterday. But be careful what you do. You know, I mean, you know, we try to, I, I, you know, if you're marketing to, to, to women with children, show a family. <laughs> makes sense right if you're marketing to single women show single women if you're marketing to old men <laughs> show old men you know or whatever or retired couples show older couples uh, it makes a lot of sense okay there's nothing wrong with that what annoys me is now I get marketing materials that have no connection with me at all and when they could be at least at this minimal level personalized okay and so Mike points out that if you're doing digital presses and doing setup with versioning, that you can do some of that. Although be careful, because in a careful study of gender uh, tags on individuals, they found that it was only 50% accurate, which means it was basically a coin flip. You, you would have been just this <laughs> And sometimes that's better. Sometimes, you know, if, if you don't know, if you really know that you don't know the gender, if you're renting a list and you don't know, then don't don't pound on it, right? Make it generic enough that, you know, use the they pro pronoun <laughs> instead of the he or she. <laughs> simple, something simple like that. Okay, there's and there's a ton of approaches and it's all marked up and for heaven's sakes, it doesn't give you any clues. And I and I understand this is a this is a 20 point article that uh, attempts to do too much like I am right now and going too long. And so, uh, you know, I, I feel for the people that contributed because they just didn't have enough time to explain any of it. But the theme that's recurrent is that personalization is essential and it must be done at scale, which means it's not personal at all. It's a fraud. Okay, so let's drop this word personalization because it's a fraud. If you want to say, you know, segmentation, maybe, maybe that. But I'll tell you what. I've been surveying printers for the last 40 years and asking them, how many people use your Selectronic Bindery, use your Demo Bind, use your capabilities for turn of the drum personalization? How many of your clients use it well? And it's never been higher than 10% and it still isn't, okay? And I, re and I reaffirmed that just a couple of weeks ago. So segmentation is extremely difficult. Be very, very careful. It's easy to be creepy and offend your audience, and it's not easy to impress them with how you've guessed the thing that they were just deciding to buy, and you're right there at the moment they were buying it, which is the lie of the internet, the lie of real-time marketing. I don't know what hyper-personalization is. Some people weren't content to use personalization, which just shows you that all of this article is hype and really, really, our marketing world is awful which is part, the point of st start with strategy. <laughs> Have a great day. Like and share. I hope you enjoyed it. Play it at double speed, and it will only take a little more than 10 minutes of your day. Bye-bye. <laughs>